So thank you, everyone. So to wrap up our series on Joshua, which has only been taught by Josh's, uh, give it up for my good friend and brother in Christ, Josh Olson, okay. Pastor Josh, okay. PJ, Yo. Brother Olson, oh. I love you. Give it up. All right, man. Appreciate you. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, you already took so much of my time. I know, I know. Uh, real quick, can we actually, uh, I was just thinking as, as I was listening, man, um, it cannot be easy to be a pastor in, in this season. So can we give it up for our pastor? Because I tell you what, oh, come on. I tell you what. Him and his family have sacrificed a lot and have gone through a lot. And I think the beauty of it is that they're in it with us. Um, So, yeah, there is a true statement, though. He definitely has missed speaking because he keeps taking 30% of my time every time. I'm supposed to. Just kidding. I love you. How we doing, church? We awake? We alive? Come on, somebody. Come on, make a little noise. Okay, we're good. We are wrapping up our Joshua series. And, uh... I'm honored. I'm honored to be able to hang out and talk about Joshua, hang out with you guys, whether you're here, which is really cool because there's so many people here. So I'm like, the energy's vibing right now. Whether you're going to check it out online later, um, I'm just so thankful that you guys are here. I was even surprised with my uh, family hanging out in the back. My mother-in-law even showed up, so I got to keep this professional. I have a joke about it later, but she's going to get me later. But uh, we are wrapping up the series of Joshua. And so a quick recap, just to fill you guys in, whether you've missed it or maybe you guys were here, just to go back around. Week one, I opened up talking about Joshua stepping into that leadership as he be, as uh, Moses passed away. He stepped into Moses' position, and I was encouraging us to say, hey, we need to live lives that are strong and courageous. Week two, Josh Myers talked about that our God is still a God of miracles, that it's not just a thing that used to happen, but that happens now, and there are things and lives that are changed all around the world right here and now. And week three, we had Josh Christensen share about sin, and again, I mentioned last week, I was like, man, that's not always an easy thing to talk about, but he brought it. Again, this is all online, so if you have missed out, please go back and watch these. And then I decided to pull a weird U-turn last week, and I was like, ah, I have the mic, I can do it. I want to talk about James and considering it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. But now we are back to Joshua. And I'm gonna be diving in Joshua 24, 14 through 15. I got two verses, just two verses for you guys tonight. So if you have your phones, your Bibles, I don't have it on the screen, but I wanna just encourage you, if you have your stuff, read along with me. If not, just soak this in. I want you to listen to this as we dive in. So Joshua 24, 14 and 15, it says, now fear the Lord and serve him with faithfulness. Throw away all God's, all the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your ancestors served before the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you were living. But as for me and my household, if you know the state with me, we will serve the Lord. Come on, somebody. I'm going to pray And we're going to dive in. God, thank you so much for today. Lord, thank you for all these beautiful people here or tuning in later. God, we cannot take it for granted that we have the ability to hang out, whether it is because of this world that we've been going through or even places around the world that suffer through persecution all the time. Lord, we ask we do not take this moment for granted. God, that we can dive into what you have for us, all of us in this place, no matter what we're going through. God, I ask right now that you speak to all of us here Give us something new today. Fill our cups so they're overflowing. God, give us a new vision and direction as we need you more than ever in this place. Holy Spirit, flood these doors, flood this space. God, we ask that the Vikings do end with a better record than the Packers because they are your team. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, so if you said amen, you know you're not a. 
Packers fan. Anyway, um, does anybody here remember the first time they built or moved into their first house? I'm not talking apartment. I'm talking your first home. And now, my wife and I, we just moved into our first house. We've been married for seven years. We have two kids. And we have been in so many different types of homes. And we finally moved into our first house. And man, whether it was apartments or townhomes or my mother-in-law's basement, God is good. And those are, all good, those are all good things. I've actually lived over, I counted up 15 different houses in my life. 15. 15 different houses. And this is finally our first home. And I remember when we decided to build, it was actually all my wife, which is really every single story of our relationship because she's just so much better than me, right? So I was actually on a trip and uh, I was on a, a golfing trip and she was like, hey, I think we need to dive in on this house. The interest rates were low. We really found what we love. Let's go for it. And I said, sure, like, you're just letting me know. Uh, you make the decision. I'm all about it. But the one thing I want is a corner lot. That's what I wanted. I wanted a corner lot because I thought we would get the biggest yard space. Now, for those who don't know this about me, yard work is therapeutic. Well, my yard work is therapeutic to me. Okay, so don't be getting excited. I'm not coming over. But for me, keeping my lawn nice, having my flowers out, everything ready to go, I tell you what, it is my thing. But I'll tell you this, there's something different about trying to upkeep a lawn where it's laid down with sod. I, I'll tell you what, as a whole thing, it is something different taking care of a house than any other thing. My mother-in-law tried to tell me, you don't know. And I learned very quickly the day we moved in, I was like, you better not ding my doors. You better not ding my walls. You better make sure you take your shoes off. You know what I'm talking about? Like until like you're in like your first or second year, you're very careful. Or like for us, when I realized my kids are kids, I was like, ah, this is just going to happen anyway, right? But there was a moment for me when we moved into our house that I was like, wow, this is it. There's something about a home that is a sanctuary, that is a safe place for you, that is a, a moment or a place or an area where you can reside and find peace, unless you have kids. I'm just kidding. But it is, it is, a, it is a place for you to go home to. And one of the questions I have for you all tonight is, how is your home? Like, honestly, how is your home? It should not be a place that you're dreading to go back to after work. It should not be a place that you are not at home and you're somewhere else more majority of the time. A home is a place where you should find your peace. And I found myself diving into this because, honestly, I feel like there is more to just a home, right? You've heard the saying, where your home is, that's where your heart is, you know? And I found myself being like, wow, this is real. Like having my own house. But I'll tell you what, you put a lot of time and effort into your home. I'll be honest. A lot of things you got to do to take care of, whether it's inside or outside. So ultimately, when I ask you today, church, how is your home? I really want to say, how is your heart? How is your heart today? And my, my prayer is that today you will feel the presence of Jesus. I honestly pray that here in this time that your heart becomes full, that you become encouraged. No matter what type of heart you're holding on to right now, I, I hope that you guys are able to lay it at the foot of the cross because Jesus is in the business of changing lives. And all it takes is for you to say, hey, I need you in this moment. Like I said last week, when we let God take control, his power becomes unleashed. And so this is my hope and my prayer today. Again, it's just two verses, and I, and I want to share kind of what the Lord's been putting on my heart as we wrap up this Joshua series. So how is your home? How is your heart, church? 
So going back to the passage, this is basically at the end of Joshua's time. We started with Joshua taking the leadership, and now he's about to pass away. I was doing a little research. He was like 104 years old when he passed away. Like what? That is something else. Definitely on the keto diet, I'll tell you that right now. But they, he, 104 years old. And what I've realized in the Bible is that all these people who have been so inspirational to to thousands of people, even now to this day, what were their last words? They have final moments. Even Jesus on the cross, he had final words to say. And so Joshua is encouraging his people, basically asking them, what are you guys going to do? So verse 14, starting off, it says, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Now, the word fear. I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this, but I want to. I feel like this word can be totally taken out of context and twisted and really confused about what's going on here. And I, I feel like what's really being said is there, there is actually such thing as respectful fear, okay? There is actually a, a power to fear. And so I want to start by saying this. First of all, the Lord is no joke, okay? And I say that because I feel like, like, ha-ha, but seriously, like, I feel like we have belittled the Lord's power. Like, we have just started to get too comfortable with God. And not saying you shouldn't become, but, like, too comfortable, you start belittling his power and his authority and the respect that he is due. And so I was thinking about that. I said, what is this healthy fear? What does that look like? And I kind of thought of my son Paxton, because honestly, when you got kids, there's some fear in there. Now, he's back there hanging out, but I'll tell you what, this kid has more energy than me. It's not even possible. You didn't think so. And then I had a daughter. That's another level. And when I'm taking care of my kids during the week, there's a very firm Josh Olson that comes out when they're doing things they shouldn't do, right? Sometimes a little aggressive. But if it's like life or death situations, I'm going to be very real. So, for example, when my kids were growing up, they didn't know if they could go into the road or not. We're playing in the driveway, right? And they're just going right into the road. So I will say, hey, stop, freaks them out, you know, and they're fearful. But there is such thing as fearing your authority so you listen to what's going on, so that you understand that, hey, maybe after a little while, I don't want my kids to ever be scared of me, but they will learn to fear my authority and it turns into loving my authority. Do you understand what I'm saying? It will get to a place where like, oh, my dad's serious. He's not playing around. Guys, your God is serious. He's not playing around. There is such thing as a healthy fear of the Lord. We need to take that seriously and respect that. We need to respect that. And so he goes on by saying, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Not just some, but all faithfulness. And then he dives into the real stuff. He says, throw away any of the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Church, what are your gods? What are your gods today? And again, I always say this, like, I'm talking to myself too. I'm not up here. I don't have it all figured out. But for real, just in your mind, right here in this space, identify what are your gods in your life? Is it pride, maybe? Position? Your title? Money? Status? Maybe in relationships. What, what are your gods? Start identifying. What are your idols? What gets more attention than God? What gets more attention than God? Let's label it right now. In your mind, you don't have to shout it out. That's between you and God. But honestly, if you can, find that right now. Because even as I'm listening out these things, I know there's something that's like, wow, that's something. That's something I need to be working on right here and now in this place. Let's label it because then change can happen. Because if we just sit here and be like, ah, no, yeah, it's all the capital G-O-D. Like, I'm good. No, you'll miss it. We need to do work. So what is your God right now? What's giving too much attention? And I'm going to be honest, for me, 
It's my kids. It is, was my kids. I'm still working through that. It's just, that's a whole other side of things. But for me, it's not, it's not always bad things. It doesn't need to be alcohol or drugs, which is real stuff, but it can be blessings. It can be good things that have taken the position of you saying, hey, this is actually more important. I'll be honest. When I had kids, they took number one priority and I started doing bad things to my marriage. I started saying, wow, this, these kids deserve all my attention and they do. But guys, there is more to it. Like Pastor Eric was saying, the main thing. There are things to focus on, but what's the main thing? And I started realizing, I was like, man, my kids mean so much to me, which is good. But I do believe that they started becoming my idols in my life because I was pouring so much time and effort, which we should, but there is a balance. And so I thought about this way. Basically, what type of things in your life have you started focusing on way more where you've lost track of the blessing? So here's the deal, right? So think about this way. Are you looking at the gift more than the person that gave you the gift? Does that make sense? What are you, what are you looking at so much so that you're like, oh, I love this gift so much that I even forgot who gave me the gift? And you lose focus of what really matters. What are your lowercase g-o-d-s tonight? Going into 15. It says, but, and I love how Josh talks because it's just so cool. He says, but if serving the Lord seems eh, undesirable to you, like if you're not about it, cool. Choose yourself this day, right now, who you're going to serve. Stop playing games. Whether it's the God of your ancestors served before, or beyond the Euphrates River or the gods of the Amorites whose land we were living in, basically choose. Make a decision. Stop being lukewarm. Stop being like in this little, uh, just make a decision. Choose one or the other. I love this. I met my, um, my birth family down in Dallas. I'm adopted, long story short. And uh, my grandma down there is, is the most typical African-American grandma you could ever imagine. I love her to death. She's just so like, if she stands up, everyone stands up. If she speaks, everyone's silent. She's like, she's serious, right? And she gave me one of the most beautiful things I ever remember is we were talking about relationships, and we talked about how hey, it's got to be 50-50. And he said, no, it needs to be 100-100. It's not, it's not just 50%. It's, hey, you need to either 100% be in or out. Joshua was saying, hey, if, you don't, if you're not down to serve God, all right, then choose something else. But then this is the key. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Read that again, because this verse is all over houses and bathrooms. And again, I feel like we belittle this, this power that's here. And he's saying, hey, do whatever you got to do. But for me, I choose Jesus. As for me and my house, I will stand on the word of God. As for me and my house, God will be there. As for me and my wife and our relationship, God will be present. As for me and my kids, for that's me, God will be a part of that. As for me and my life, God will be the center. He's going to be in the middle. As for me and my house, we will stand on the rock that does not fail, that does not change, that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords church this is the guy you should be focusing on this is the truth and the good news that we need to remember hey this is who we need to be serving the great i am the first and only god the capital g-o-d and he says as for me i'm choosing jesus and so my question to you again is how's your home how's your heart where is your heart right now what are you choosing to let your heart be filled with? What are you allowing into your home that makes it a place that's not restful or peaceful 
or good or holy? What are those things that we've kind of said, hey, God, you're cool, but I'm kind of focusing this way right now. I say right now in this day and age, there's a lot of things that we could be focusing on and missing the main thing. What are you choosing to fill your heart with? And so I want to encourage us right now to make that choice right now. Whether this is your first time finding out who Jesus is or you've been knowing him, whatever that may be, why not let today be the moment that you transform your life? Why not let this moment, we take Joshua's word and say, hey, you know what? I like what you're at. I like what you're talking about. I, too, want to serve the Lord right here and right now. And again, like I said, I just want to break down these few verses. I'm going to close up in a little bit, so I want Brandon, you can come on up and start playing. But again, church, why not right now? Because you all showed up anyway. You're all here. So let's, let's do some work. Let's take this seriously. Let's not let the way you came in not change the way when you leave. Let's make this an opportunity where you can say, hey, you know what? For me and my house, for me and my life, for me and my relationships, we will serve the Lord. And so I want to end with this passage because we're talking about homes. And, man, I'll tell you what, the process of, well, I didn't build the house, but watching my house getting built was, was a huge thing. And, you know, they always talk about the foundation needs to be right. And honestly, that was like... 95% of the house process was just, or the building process was just a big hole in the ground with the foundation. But obviously there's a reason for that. It's because that needs to be firm and real. And so I was thinking about this and I went to Matthew 7. And we've heard this story, it's Matthew 7, 24. And I just want to read this as we wrap things up here. It says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house. And yet it did not fall because it, it had a foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who's built his house on the sand. For the rains came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. What foundation are you building your life on? Which Lord are you gonna serve? What lifestyle do you wanna live? You gotta remember with this story of Joshua, we were only talking about what, three different times because I took a U-turn last week, but there are so many stories in the book of Joshua that really happened where lives were truly changed and the power of God was present and shown. So I encourage you, go back and look at that. And here we are at the very end of Joshua's life. After being super freaked out to take leadership after Moses, to saying, hey, after all we've been through, after every single battle, every struggle, every valley, every mountain. This is how I want to end my life. And you do what you got to do. I love it. He keeps it real. You do what you got to do. But for me, I want to serve the Lord. I want my life to be right with Jesus. And so here's what we're going to do. I uh, have a good friend here in this church. Her name is Rachel Jones. And uh, it's been so fun getting to know her. And uh, we had our elders meeting a little bit ago. We we're just hanging out and this woman is a prayer warrior. I'm going to tell you that right now. She is real. And so I told her as we were praying in our, in our meeting, I said, you're going you're gonna to wrap up my, my message today because we need it. And it's so fun to be able to work with my sister in ministry. And my encouragement to you guys here right now is to say, hey, Lord, here's my heart. Here's my home. Here's my idol. Here's my agenda. Here's my fear. Here's my struggle. Here's this relationship. Whatever that is, I want to give it to God. I 
want to put it at the foot of Jesus Christ. I want to let it change your life because you don't need to hold on to it anymore. Eric was talking earlier about being equally yoked. And I want to end with this story. You've heard this before, but I love this. Is this moment, and I'm a beach guy. I love the tropics. And maybe you've heard this, maybe you haven't, but I want you to check this out. Rachel, you can start making your way up. But there's this, this poem. Hey, baby. There's this poem called Footprints in the Sand, right? And it's powerful. It's real. And basically, it's just these two people. It's, so I'll take me out. Me and Jesus are walking on the beach. Love the beach. Looking at his creation. And also, we're walking, and of course, there's two sets of footprints in the sand. We're walking down, talking, hanging out, talking about Vikings, whatever. And we're walking down, and basically, long story short, there's two footprints in the sand, two sets of footprints. And eventually, I look back, and there's only one. I say, God, where'd you go? What are you doing? God, do you not see there's a pandemic right now? God, do you not hear the cries over in Afghanistan? God, do you not know how hard my marriage is right now? God, where are you? We were having a good walk on the beach. It was good. Why is it just me here? What's going on? God said, listen, those aren't, those aren't your footprints. Those are mine. Because when times got hard, I carried you. I picked you up. You didn't know how to lead. You didn't know what to do, so I took over. And all that takes for us, church, is to say, here, God, whatever that is, take it, use it, transform it for your glory. And so right now, as Rachel comes up, come on up, come on up. We're going to pray. And we're going to do some work. Do some heart work right now. Why not in this moment, let you decide, hey, this is the God I'm going to serve. So Rachel, I want you to just pray the Holy Ghost over us. I want you just to have some fun. You can come up here. I'll move. And I want to just just take this time to do whatever you got to do. Let the Lord speak to you here and now. But <laughs> I started praying <clears throat> early on. My prayer was, God, you already know what I want. So here I am. Good night. And I'll go to bed. And little by little, started learning that sometimes it's a quiet prayer. Sometimes it's not. So as I prayed this evening, the word that came to me to tell this church my Lord and my God, God said, be still and know that I am God. No matter what, this it just kept coming back and forth, over and over. Be still and know that I'm God. So let us pray. Father God, we come before you. Your word said, be still. In the stillness, we ask for comfort. We ask for patience. Father God, lead us in the way that you want us to be led. In the mighty name of Jesus, as I stand before this congregation, Father God, as our faces are different, our hearts and situation are all different. So, Father God, we bring it all to the cross to you on our knees tonight. We are calling on you, Father God, for there is no God like you. You ask in your word, is there anything too hard for me? Lord, we are before you. We know you are a prayer answering God. All our prayer requests, Father God, we know billions of people are calling on you, and we ask you this evening, do not pass us by. Hear our prayer. Hear our prayer, Lord. We pray for our children, Lord. So many things are happening in the world, Lord. 
but we bring our children before you, for they are our future. Spirit of the living God, you are the same God yesterday, today, and always. You never change us. We come to worship you. We come to give you praise, Father God. We come to worship you just for who you are. There is no God like you with you. We are standing on the firm foundation. All other ground is sinking sand. Father God, teach us to be still in this moment. Comfort us. Those who need healing, Father God, the great physician will come before you. Again, who is like you? Who can we compare you to, Father God? You said, I am the great I am. So great I am, we stand before you. Hear our prayers. In our waiting period, you haven't said no for that situation we've been waiting on and waiting on. We are waiting on you, God. For tonight we stand, we do not pray to the wind, the air, the, the breeze, the cloud. We pray to a living God. We pray to a living God and we know you are a God that answers prayer. Father God, as we come into this place, do not let us leave here the same. Visit us. Visit us. Somebody needs you, Lord. Somebody needs to show yourself. Show up and show out, Lord. Show up and show out. Let people know that you are real. No matter where we find ourselves, Lord, you are still God. We may not understand it, may not know your plans for you. Said my plans for you are not evil, but they are good. My plan is to prosper you and bring you to your expected end. Father God, your knowledge is not our knowledge. Your ways is not our ways. We may not understand what you're doing, Lord, but in that time of stillness, Father God, be our comforter. Let no one in here look around one day and say, where is my God? For we have a living God. Again, Jehovah, let me never look around and say, where is my God? So, Father God, we are just worshiping you and praising you. So many people did not wake up this morning, but we woke up. It's not because we're special. It is by your grace. Oh, Father God, I just want to give you the praise. I just want to give you the honor. I thank you for the word. We thank you for the word that came today. That you are the strong foundation in all of it. Forgive our sins. Whatever we have put before you, we put above you our money, our status, our homes, our wives, our husband, children. Father God, we ask for your forgiveness. For you alone is our God. Plant us like a tree by the river. We shall not be moved. No matter where we find ourselves, help us to be still. And this I pray, that everyone in here never leave here the same. Every time we come into your home, Father God, show up and show out. Show up and show out. In the mighty name of Jesus, I just cover everyone from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. For the blood of Jesus speaking greater things. I just want to give you the praise. I want to give you the honor. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.